Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, once and always. Yep, we're going to talk about it. Welcome back. We are talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always, and this was definitely a nostalgic gut punch right freaking in the feels for uh, this series and the characters that we, you know, grew up to love. Uh, so if you're a fan of, you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the original series, of course. Um, so with this, basically, there was a lot of controversy around returning characters and uh, different things. Uh, let me assure you that the Power Rangers do show up in full force at one particular point uh, as far as the use of archival footage. So um, it's great that we still got to hear a bit uh, of that kind of interaction between them, but um, it's still one of the things that was an immediate takeaway for me as far as this being, you know, top tier. Uh, I want you to bring in the original power and you bring in, you know, one of the original, uh, bring in Alpha, you bring in Rita, but you know we've only got two uh, of the original Rangers that are able to be present. Uh, obviously, the other ones uh, weren't present for other for various reasons. Um, but you know, either way, the show still starts off with the same story that it looks like they were going to tell from the get go. They just had to retweak it, and this is about uh, the Yellow Ranger. So this entire story revolves around the Yellow Ranger, the Black Ranger, and the Blue Ranger. So again. Trini, you know, Billy and Zach, respectively. Uh, and this is a story about how they have to deal with loss and grief. Uh, this kind of answers, uh, it's more or less uh, kind of like a, I want to say an, an, an answer to kind of what happened to Trini's character after she left for the peace conference. And we never kind of really saw her uh, again after that. Uh, and this was more or less the fact that we actually see a Ranger's, you know, death on screen uh, as far as like, you know, one of the original just kind of, Hey, she was taken out. Like Rita wasn't pulling no punches at all, and you know it's something that definitely uh, hit hard, and it's something that Billy and Zach had to really deal with. And I think that's something with the entire Mighty Morphin cast. Uh, they were always trying to process their grief, you know, and it takes different people different times. But uh, I think we kind of see it within the show uh, that they're still processing that, and. Uh, with the story writers like i think the story writers did fantastic as far as kind of pulling all that together you know it's a story about you know about love and loss and so if it's a story about having to deal with the grief anger revenge and they kind of pull together and although it being mighty morphin is kind of a silly show to a degree with kind of how they do things uh they kept that stuff intact which i don't know if necessarily was for the best uh it's still cheesy corny type you know deal with the uh the choreograph <laughs> fight scenes the break dancing fight which was still funny to me I, uh, I i loved it but um they you know it was still all the kind of same standard stuff uh the cgi was definitely not the best uh as it could have been uh practical costumes were used for a lot of the stuff which is great um definitely the uh the costumes and stuff look good look you know look pretty classic uh, to the original as well as we got to see all the weapons. So again, a lot of nostalgia points were brought forward, especially with other Rangers and characters throughout the series. Uh, you could definitely see that, uh, you know, Hasbro has their, <laughs> their figures front and center uh, in certain parts of this. And we get to see some of the other, you know, 
classic Rangers uh, make on-screen appearances. Uh, you know, Steve Cardenas, Johnny Young Bosch, you know, Karen Ashley, uh, Catherine Sutherland. Like, it's it's a lot that is really going on to focus the story on the Power Rangers, but most of the other people were used kind of like to pad the roster, so to speak. Like, it's, it's a lot of, you know, we're here, but we're not really doing anything. This story was about Billy, Zach, you know, trying to deal with everything with the newcomer, Min, who is, um, you know, the daughter of the Yellow Ranger, Trini. Um, so the story is all put together and eventually she finds her way and she becomes a Power Ranger. So which is absolutely fantastic. It's a true coming of age type story for becoming a Ranger. And everything from here going forward is, you know, open for interpretation as to however you want to see. Uh, it was great to see uh, older actors and stuff reprise their roles, particularly in this. And we get to see them. Uh, how how was it? How would it be as you become a Ranger in high school and now you're you're a businessman and you're still a Power Ranger and you know you you can use your you know your um, job your wealth to your advantage to help do things and stuff to help protect the city and stuff like that so that's kind of main thing with Billy you know Zach you know stepping up and being a father figure I mean both of them were but you know Zach taking on the role to make sure he took care of uh, you know men uh, in Trini's absence and you know it was great great stuff so uh, I absolutely love that part about it uh, it was a great story to you know put forth now honestly if you give it a rating with that you know i'd say i'd give it you know somewhere between a six and a seven uh and the only reason is because of the nostalgic uh the bringing back voice i think it could have been way better if you were able to bring back a lot more of the original uh actors to portray you know their characters and stuff instead of using archival footage uh to kind of piece that together but uh they did fantastic the extra uh, plus for me was the fact that they did attribute to both Jason David Frank and Tweet Trang, um, due to, we lost both of them through tragic circumstances. And you can see by my pops over here, like these are two of my favorite original Rangers that, you know, I love dearly. And, you know, we get that tribute at the end and we get a classic scene from, you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that is put up. So. Uh, all in all, I think they did they did well for it for a one-off. I think it could have been longer. Uh, I think they could have put a little bit more, you know, you know, better dialogue throughout the story, uh, a little bit better with the choreography, the CGI stuff. But again, I know everybody's working on budget. This is, and I've seen Netflix pull some stuff off. So I don't know if this is just going to be uh, kind of a one-off for the 30th anniversary of Power Rangers, or if they're going to do anything more with this. Um, it's just kind of a wait and see. So, but that's all I got for this one. By all means, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave your comments down below. I want to know what you think. I want to know who your favorite ranger was. I want to know, you know, how do you think that they handled, you know, telling the story uh, about everything? What do you think about, you know, all the classic freaking weapons, the villains, and all this other stuff? Like, talk to me about it. Let me see what you got. And other than that, I will catch you guys in the next one.